Monkey's Tell is, is really good though, because uh, I've been I've been going there for a while. You've been going there for a while. We were there yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we were there yesterday. You know, we're we're regulars. We were there on Friday too. On Friday too. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's, have you had their wings? See, I think you had their wings yesterday, and you yeah. didn't offer me one. Um. So no. I'm sorry. The answer is no. I was really hungry yesterday. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gloria de Gracia. Welcome to the show, Gloria. Thank or, you. Or Gigi. Gigi. Gigi for friends. So you Gigi can call me Gigi. Friends. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing great. We're out here on a on a little terrace. Feels nice. Yeah, it really does. This is the uh, first time I'm recording a podcast outdoors. The weather couldn't uh, be better here in Houston right now. I know it's that one week, right? Where <laughs> it's it's like where three it's days. Amazing, yeah. Where it good. actually feels like fall. Exactly, fall vibes right now to the fullest. We're enjoying some nice beers, some uh, weekend warriors. Do you, or do you enjoy a good beer? Or? I do. I do enjoy a good beer. Yeah. I actually took a a beer class at U of H, so really, it, it helped me, you know, build my palate. I didn't bit. know they had a beer class. Yeah, it's um Was it like just like an extra credit, like an extracurricular class or Yeah, so it's part of the hotel and restaurant management ah, school. That makes a lot but of yeah, sense. So it's beer appreciation. I uh, was blanking on the name. That yeah. No, that sounds really cool. You actually you know Yeah, it was really it was really good. Um the co founder of Eighth Wonder taught it. So Wow. He was a little biased. A little biased. A little biased, but but he taught us a lot for sure. Wow, that's awesome! I, I the only beer class I took was uh, well, it wasn't even a, it was like a little tour at uh Guinness in Ireland, and mm-hmm. uh, it was my birthday. We took a little back tour, and uh, I just really got drunk. I didn't really pay attention. I was no, there for yeah, that's what you should be. <laughs> that's what you should be. I did um the Guinness. Uh, factory and then also distilleries and it was my last day in europe so i said goodbye hard. i said goodbye to europe and to ireland in the best way possible well that's good that you brought that up because today's topic is uh traveling woman and i did a traveling episode earlier actually it was my second or third episode uh with my buddy d flow after coming back from europe uh, or i guess it's almost been a year it yeah. feels weird but Wow, this the year went by fast. <laughs> and it's completely different, right? It's I don't know. I don't, it's well undescribable, weird. really. Um, but let's let's go ahead and introduce you to everyone that doesn't know you. So, you know where you're from, your alma mater. I know you mentioned U of H, but uh, what did you major in minor and the career field that you're in right now? Okay, yeah. So I'm from Houston, born and raised. I've been here all of my life except for one year when I went to Los Angeles for school. I then transferred back to U of H, so that's where I graduated from. I did an accounting major, and now I am one year and a half with Chevron doing wow. accounting, so it's been good. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been great. And you, and you said you were in L.A. But, um, you just wanted to check out a different vibe or... Yeah, so you know when you're graduating high school, you know, you just kind of want to be out of the house. <laughs> I wanted to be out of the state. <laughs> oh, wow. You went you went for it. Yeah, I did. I went to L.A., didn't know anybody out there at the time. I was living in the dorms at Occidental College. It was, it was a great experience. Um, yeah. I love the city. I love the school, the friends that I made there. But ultimately, I couldn't find a major that I wanted to do there and mm. going out there I didn't think it would be that important but then I was like maybe it is important to, I need to figure something you know, out I need to figure something out with what major I'm gonna choose so that's when I came back and, and did accounting that's awesome uh I know sometimes it's hard to find a job in your in the area that you study for but you seem to get a good grasp of it and it's going well for you so that's so pretty bad fingers crossed fingers yeah. crossed right that's a good company too Chevron yeah, love it. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little current events. So I like to talk current events with my my guest, you know, just let's to, do it. Let's to get do their it. POV on on what's what. So uh the the biggest news these past few weeks is uh Joe Biden. What what? what? President elect. <laughs> Are you excited? I am. I'm excited. I'm very excited for the changes that he's going to bring. I've 
I'm not a fan at all of the current uh, president. So I think it's time for change. And I'm glad that the country spoke to that change. Yeah, everyone's on board, I feel. Some of us. Yeah. Have you uh, noticed anything different with uh, Trump supporters? Are they still being being loud or, or how do you? I think right now, you know, there's still all of the conspiracies going on. So you still hear a little noise, but it's nowhere near as what it was before. So it, I it, think, was, it was getting tense, right? Yeah, it was getting very tense. Uh, but, you know, you do have those Trump supporters that are accepting that, you know, the president-elect yeah. is joe biden which is good and then you know you have the opposite crowd yeah yeah they did they're pretty split too in the middle some of them are like you know what yeah yeah we had a good so. run exactly, <laughs> and, and then exactly. the other ones are like no we're still up. in it <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, yeah so do you, do you think there was election fraud i do not uh and i think you know all of the courts that are throwing out the cases think that as well um I, I think, honestly, it's just a little embarrassing to, to have is. a president that's not willing to concede. Yeah, I know. I, I saw, a lot. I've seen a few reports. I think I saw one on Business Insider, uh, how he's not taking it well. And Yeah, I actually read something today that said he's starting to kind of isolate himself Yeah. now that he's kind of forced to accept the, the outcomes. So, I yeah. Mean, losing is hard. Losing it is, is hard, it is. Have so. you... You were in, in, in a club in, in college, right? HBSA? HBSA, yes. Did you ever run for president or vice president there? Not for president or vice president. I did a position uh, called corporate relations. So it was my job to bring sponsors, do events with the sponsors, uh, a lot of professional development workshops. Yeah. And then I focused more on the networking aspect. So trying to connect our members to the sponsors to help them get jobs. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was but, very um, a very busy semester, though. So I think that's what kept me from yeah running again. So I I I I ran for you know for I guess office in in my fraternity, <laughs> and uh, I I did serve as president and a few other chairs. But the only time that I've lost something was uh, in high school. I was nominated for for prom king. And you didn't get it? And I didn't get it. I lost. I'm so sorry. I, I, thought it all, I thought it was in the bag, dude. Like, I thought I won it. I was like, I remember before prom, I'm like, man, where am I going to, because we took a limo then. I'm like, man, yeah. where am I going to bring the crown? How am I going to put it on the party? All that shit. Oh, I had all these plans. And uh, no. Let, I, let me guess. There was some voter fraud? I think there was some voter fraud, honestly. Dang. Honestly. It'd be like that, apparently. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It, I don't know what happened. I, I, you know, you I should get a recap. You didn't shake a, enough hands, kiss <laughs> enough babies. That's what happened. Well, I lost to a football player. Oh, what what did you do? Uh, you I played baseball. Oh, okay. Was, and I wasn't starter. Texas, you know, so football <laughs> over baseball. Yeah, Texas. I did baseball and I wasn't a starter. So I think that that's what got me. Yeah. Eh, it is what it is. That's all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> talking about uh, the world and traveling, uh, the number one song right now is Bad Bunnies and Jake Cortez's Taquiti. Yes. Taquiti. I you like it. I do. I really like it. And I saw Bad Bunny's Instagram video where he says, you know, hey Siri, play the number one song in the world. And it starts playing his song. And I was like, that's hella baller. That's that's baller. the most baller shit you could do as a musician. So I'm, you know, I'm working from home. So I'm in my room. I have my Alexa and like my phone is right there. Did you try to? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> hey Alexa. I mean, no, I said, hey, Siri, play the number one song in the world. And obviously my phone starts playing it. But then I get confused. I'm like, yo, why is Alexa not playing it? I just asked her to play it. Why is it my phone? She's being a hater. No, the fact that I got my two virtual assistants, like, oh. you know, I got them mixed up. That's, that's 2020. Like, having so many virtual <laughs> assistants, you get them mixed up. See, we, I, I, me and my roommate have the... Uh... A similar problem, but a little different. We have a Google Home, and my my Google um, is in my room, my my little Google mm-hmm. Home, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we have one in the living or one in our kitchen, and one in my room. And my room is closer to the kitchen, so every time he talks to the Google Home in our kitchen, mine goes off in my room. 
it, it gets annoying. It gets annoying. But it's it's funny. Like those are those are our problems nowadays. Yeah, actually. Um in my last apartment we had two Alexa, so I had to change mine to dot. Okay. Oof. Gotta gotta get another beer. I do, I do. I'll finish this one up real quick. So you you, you renamed it dot? Mm-hmm. It worked out? Yeah. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. It it worked out and then uh when I came back here I changed it to Alexa. Keep it back you know, to Alexa. original. Yeah. I have my Siri as a British guy because I feel like I have a butler. <laughs> I do too. And the only reason I have it as a British guy, like all of my maps, I have everything as British guys because it's so much harder to get mad at a British guy's voice than it's... it is to like the normal Siri <laughs> voice. You know, whenever she's telling you there's going to be traffic. Yeah. So. You can't get mad. You exactly. Really You're just like, all right. No, but. Henry. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Bad Bunny's been. I think he's been doing a lot. He's been active a lot. These uh, this this quarantine, he had that performance in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, two albums. Well, that first one came out like right before. That first one. I hope they start playing it again whenever we can go out to the clubs like normal. Yeah. Because you know it it missed its its time in yeah. spotlight. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I remember I, I was going to a few bars and they were playing it, but it was like barely starting to hit, right? Yeah. So nobody was like into stuff like that. I, uh, like, you know. Yeah. That's cool though. Bad Bunny. Uh, funny story about that though, is I didn't really get into Latin music that hardcore until I was in Florence mm. when I studied abroad, and I think I mentioned this in one of my other podcasts. But when I was heading to Europe to study abroad in Italy. Uh, I was a little concerned because I was like, well, I don't really know. Like, well, I'm gonna go to the clubs, but I'm not gonna be jamming. And I think this there's a stereotype that Europeans like EDM and house music and and stuff like that, and and some of them do. Yeah. But I think there's like a good chunk of people that are like are super into Latin music right now. Like, you know, I was going to bars in London and Amsterdam and Florence, Barcelona, and the number one shit that they were playing was. Reggaeton, like yeah, Bad Bunny. I, when I was over there, it was the same. I did see a lot of that EDM, and please don't don't judge me too much, Uh-oh. but it's not my favorite. It's, it's not uh, my favorite. It's not my favorite. Okay, either. okay, good. But yeah, so I was I was a little sad that that's what they would play a lot, and then uh, half of the time I would get the the Latin music, so I was really happy about that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I, I was like, dude, I was going to all these clubs in Florence, and everybody was just playing you know jay balvin bad bunny yeah uh and i was like oh okay okay it was pretty good i came back and and like i was jamming it here too and i, I got really into it because i had stopped listening to it because reggaeton kind of just took like a like like i don't know it was probably like 2011 to like 2014 15 like there was no good reggaeton music but I beg to differ with that. No, I'm you just kidding. Really <laughs> I mean, no, I'm I, I, nothing comes to mind, but I feel like uh, Daddy Yankee, they, he has Daddy a banger Yan- I mean, Daddy every Yankee's year, having, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you every said that year, the other yeah. day. But the, the I mean, after like We Seen the Andel, Don Omar, you know. Yeah, no, if I'm being completely honest, I went through like a phase around those years that I didn't really listen to reggaeton that I didn't much. I, that's when I got into like country and yeah. all these other genres and then but there yeah. there wasn't i don't I don't feel like there was anybody doing it big until like jay balvin and um yeah because i think it was 2016 2017 when i started listening to reggaeton again, right so. right so you know what you probably have a point I, I i was just noticing that because i mean and then i clicked like another playlist of like i think it was like old school reggaeton and i'm like damn this is already considered old school like but then i'm like oh shit yeah i was dancing this at my high school dance at the high school homecoming (laughs) yeah that's all right but today we're here to discuss traveling oh there you go catching up um so i i i did a traveling with with my buddy uh i traveled with my buddy we did a podcast dan uh, d flow Mm -hmm. you've met right um so we did it awesome guy he's a good guy he's a good guy uh, my roommate, <laughs> but uh, we did an episode and and we wanted to get a perspective of what what it's like to what it's travel what it's like for for women to travel because it's definitely a different experience. Um, I remember, uh, it was probably a year ago. 
I was talking to my friend ATL, which she's been on the show, and you you know her too. Yeah. She, we were talking together, and she was telling me that she wants to travel and, and she wanted to do all this shit. And I remember telling her, and I'm like, well, just fucking go, like, yeah. go, like, what are you waiting for? Because, because I think she was trying to plan the trip with her friends, but but you know how it is when you travel, like when you plan trips with your friends, everybody everybody's down when you say it. And then oh. the day of, or, yeah. you know, <laughs> the month, the day that it comes to planning, actually the, buying. The day that it comes to booking the flights, exactly. everybody's like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I don't. Everybody's out. So she was telling me how much of a hassle that was. And I'm like, ATL, just buy the ticket and go. Bet the two way, go. And she's like, it's not that easy. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, and then I really like fucking really thought about it. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, she has a point. Yeah. It's. It's really different. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's harder. And then I think just our culture, you know, Hispanic culture, it's a lot more protective of of women. Right. I think. And um, it's just harder to kind of tell your parents, like, hey, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go by myself because then you get, you know. They're going to be like, con quien? Con quien? Y si te pasa algo? Like, how right. am I going to know? And, you know, all that stuff. So you grow up kind of kind of viewing it in that way and it's even like that even just like to go out like out out and about yeah even in in our own city in our own backyard you know you always have to think about like hey is anybody walking behind me right if somebody is like am i holding the keys in the right way to like where i can use it as a weapon or do i have pepper spray a taser it's like all these things that women have to do that Fuck. i don't think men really think about you know yeah, because I mean, it's like we don't we don't worry about that stuff, but well, I can't really. That's that's really different. So let, let's let's start here. Um, so how did you decide you needed to travel? Because you 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 traveled a lot recently. Well, mm-hmm. before the pandemic, you yeah traveling a lot. And uh, so how did you decide you needed to travel? And and what did your family think? Because I know you mentioned, um, you know, people the fam gets worried yeah so um i think it started it was in college i was gonna go to my best friend's graduation in philadelphia because he graduated from upenn Mm -hmm. and i i had extra time before my friends were going to be able to go out there and that's when i was like well why don't i just go by myself to washington dc like i've always wanted to go back there and really see all the monuments and and pay more attention than I did when I went in fifth grade. But nobody was going to be able to go with me. And I think that's when I I saw somebody recently, one of my friends from college. She had been to, to Europe by herself. Because right. She accidentally booked the flight on the wrong dates. Oh, no. And she really liked her experience. So I think that's when I was like, hey, if she can go to Europe by herself, like I can go to Washington, D.C. for two days by myself. So. That's what started it. And being in Washington, D.C., you know, there's a lot to do there uh, by yourself anyways. So I was going to museums, going to all the monuments. And by the time I knew it, it was already the night and I had enjoyed it so much. And, you know, it really makes you learn more about yourself and be more comfortable being just by yourself. Yeah, you learn a lot more about yourself because I think you're you're alone with your thoughts uh, when you're like I don't know catching a metro to point A to point B or catching an Uber, yeah. being out like at a bar or at a museum and you're like by yourself thinking like, you know, uh, people watching and stuff like that. Um, so that's yeah, that's what started it for sure. That that triggered it. Yeah, that's what triggered it, and then you know Europe came around and said why not? Yeah. So, and at that point, I was kind of just like. Whoever comes with me, great. If no si one no, comes, no. <laughs> y si nadie viene, mira, está bien, está bien. Were you nervous? Were you scared? I think leading up to the vacation, I, that's when it started to hit me. Like, dude, like you know, you're gonna be alone like a lot of the time. Um, I mean, I I did have a friend that, you know, went out there with me, but we did our own stuff all the right. time. So it was a lot. It was it was a good balance of you know solo traveling because I spent. A lot of my days by myself traveling and then also being able to text somebody like, hey, I'm alive, you know? Yeah. But so that's, it, was, it was a good balance. Um, yeah. That, that, that safety net at the end of the day. Hey. Yeah. That's, but that's still pretty cool because a lot of people like would be like, no, like, come with me over here. Come with me over there. See, yeah. Um, 
like he wanted to you know see different things I wanted to see different things and we never held it against each other so I think that was really good because you know you're only out there for a set number of days and if you don't get to do what you want like you might you know you might regret it later you might hold a grudge or something against that person yeah I yeah, said, I, said, like, yeah. I really wanted to do this and, and you didn't want to come with me so next time Fuck like you. like you now, ruined my trip right like <laughs> well now you want to go over there well guess what now i don't want to go you know so it can get petty pretty quick so wow. we decided against it and it, it was great and was that talk talk right before the trip or or um, like when you got to the hostel and like, hey, wait. And you stayed in hostels too, which a lot yeah. of girls don't do. See, yeah. Um, and I think, it, I think it's honestly like I, I'm going to go back to the Hispanic culture where like we're not really accustomed to that. But when I went over there, there was girls traveling by themselves from different cultures. Yeah. And I was just like, how? Like, how did you even think about this? And it was something like, oh, well, you know, like my friends do it all the time. I want to try it out. Or, you know, my parents. I encouraged me to come as a graduation present and stuff like that. So it's just, it's crazy to see, or like when I was seeing that, like, man, I, I didn't grow up thinking that, you know, I was yeah, going to travel by myself that, one yeah. day. Um, it's funny that you said that, though, because I remember when I was in Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but when I was in Barcelona, uh, I sat in a hostel, and it was me and two other guys from Florida. And some girl from, man, dude, I don't know. She was young. She was like 18, 19. And I was probably 26 at the time. The other two guys were 24, 22. And that chick was like 18, 19. And we were all four in one room. She was the only girl there, dude. Yeah. And I was like, that's, I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we're all civilized. Guys, yeah. And I mean, she actually did end up hooking up with one of the guys. Because hey, that that you know, was their thing. Hey, that's fine. That's <laughs> something that could happen on solo trips, too. Yeah. And, uh, but like, you know, we respected each other and we kept our distance. But I, I mean, it was just weird. Uh, even for me, I was, because cause for me, it was a little bit weird because I'm used to being around guys, right? I was in the military. <laughs> why'd you get why'd you look at me like that? i know just saying you're, just, like, you're really comfortable okay uh so you're comfortable no but but uh so having a girl around yeah um, i was like oh okay mm-hmm. um uh but I, I i still like i i thought to myself and i'm like man if if uh, you know if this girl was my sister if this girl was you know a cousin or or very close friend of mine like you wouldn't that, want them to I, I feel yeah. like I wouldn't want them to, like my natural instincts, like growing up Hispanic. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want to, but at the same time, like she could do it if she wants to. Like, yeah, exactly. See, I get it. She could defend herself. I trust her. And I'm going to trust that everyone, that's the thing too. You want to trust that everyone's going to do the right thing, but you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I did stay in all hostels and I booked the co-ed rooms mm-hmm. every single time because they were cheaper so you know they are like and, 15 bucks a night yeah so you know i'm over here balling on a budget i i paid for my own trip except for graduation money but for the most part i i had saved up for that trip so you know we're balling on a budget at that point but i never felt too worried or anything i think just hostile culture at least, you know, from what I've experienced, it's really nice. Everybody's at a hostel because they're down to meet new people Every, and make friends. And, right. Because you don't, you know, if you don't want to meet people, you'll stay at a hotel or something. Exactly. You'll or stay isolated. Yeah. yeah. You won't open up yourself to that level of interaction. Right. And I, I think that's, that's why I tell everyone. Uh, I mean, the best way to describe a hostel is it's, it's like a college dorm, right? Everyone has the same mentality. Like when you go to college, that first week of college, everyone in the dorm or wants to party everyone wants to go out and meet new people and that's that's exactly how hostel is you you but it's it's multiple people in one room it'll be like 12 beds in one room or you know 10 beds yeah. and, and 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 i did up to 30 in one room actually no there mummies. was one 30 no mummies triple 30? bunk beds i was at the top that is wild i don't think that i did that wild. i think i think my limit was like 12 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah no more that was one of my favorite hostels though but really yeah and 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 uh I think too. What I like about hostels is everybody has the same mentality. Everybody wants to explore. Everybody's cool, very open. But another thing too is that a lot of them organize stuff for you, or they'll have a bar there, and and, and it's, yeah, it's fun. So yeah, I did a pub crawl in each country that I that I went to. Those are so fun. I I went to Ireland, 
England, France, and Spain. Mm -hmm. And every night, I oh, not every night, you know, every country, <laughs> every night, you know. Was it bad? No, I'm was kidding. He? No, uh, it was every country. I did at least one pub crawl, and you know, I got to meet the people from my own hostel. And a lot of the places they did hostels around the city, so you just got to meet people from literally around the world. Like I made friends right. from. From here in the U.S. and New York, and then countries like Canada, Slovenia, Stuff Australia. Like you know, people that I still have like on social media, so I'll, you know, I'll keep in contact with them some way or another. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. I, I met a few people like that too. Uh, actually, like I still keep in talk uh, in touch with with some of them uh, as well. But uh, so when you were getting ready to do this, um, what was uh, what was your parents' thoughts on this? Gathasian, what did they tell you to get ready? So, uh, my mom, you know, worrying, worrying completely. Mm -hmm. um, like, I, I didn't, at that point, I didn't really ask for permission. I, I just let her know <laughs> that, you know, like, hey, for my graduation, <laughs> I'm going over here. Like, I'm paying for it. Like, all this stuff, right? Wait, what's, what's, uh, it's better to ask. Uh, I better ask for uh, forgiveness, forgiveness than permission. permission. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that was me. Uh, but no, so I told her that I was going to go. And whenever she asked me who with, I said, I don't know yet. And she was like, and you're still going to go? And I'm like, if it's by myself, I'm going to go. Yeah. But I don't know yet. I was like, if somebody, you know, I'm, I'm asking friends here and there. If they say yes, then great. But if they say no, I'm still going to go. So she was really worried. Uh, she kept asking me maybe like really? every other day, like, hey, has anybody said yes? Hey, follow up with this person. Follow up with that one. Have you have you asked them again? And like me, I would just be like, oh, dang, like I haven't asked again. I, sh I should probably follow up, you know, because mm -hmm. I was already in my mindset, like I'm going to go by myself. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she was really worried. And then the rest of my family, they were just in disbelief. Like, you're really going to go out there by yourself being you know like a short girl that's right you know like five feet <laughs> barely i round up to five feet another confession um i'm four eleven and a half if we're being specific oh my god and, and in europe there's a bunch of they're tall so tall yeah they're so tall over there but um but no so it was mostly like disbelief or my mom being worried and then um you know people asking me like how I'm going to protect myself and stuff like that. And right. if I'm worried and stuff. And so, but, but, uh, I, I guess you could say you got that confidence from that, that DC trip, right? Yeah. From the DC trip. And then just seeing how other people are okay traveling by themselves. Um, I, I did some like blogs and read a little bit about that mm -hmm. and about other girls that had, had do you have any, any things. blogs that you recommend for any women that are honestly, I, I haven't, kept up with the blocks i yeah at, you know i was just you know doing my research at the time but you, could, you could find them easily if you google them yeah yeah, yeah. oh okay okay so i think i had googled like travel the traveling by oneself uh -huh. or like traveling women actually traveling. so Asinomasi. blog dang um but it was overwhelmingly positive so that also gave me a boost of confidence do, do you think it was is there was a difference um Traveling to the U.S. to traveling to like within the U.S. and then traveling in Europe. Actually, yes. Uh, so I stayed in a hostel in Washington D.C. Oh, and then wow. I stayed in hostels over there. And I think the hostel culture over there is just way more built up, and you know, it's something that's more normal over there uh -huh. than it is here. So you'll get a I lot that, nicer hostels yeah. over there and like better experiences because here. You know, if you're in one of the big cities, then, then maybe. I mean, I was in Washington, D.C., so I thought the hostel would, would be really nice, but it wasn't as nice as the ones. The one in Austin is really nice. Okay. There's a few in Austin. Yeah, so I've actually been to one in Austin. Uh, my friends were all staying at a really nice hotel. I had just gotten back from Europe. So I was still in my like hostel, hostel you know, <laughs> mode, and they were like, "Hey, we're staying at this hostel. They're, you know, staying in pairs and or couples." And then I looked up like how much it was going to be, and it was close to two hundred dollars because I was booking it last minute. And then I'm like, "I don't want to pay two hundred dollars just to stay there by myself one night," you know. See, we know. 
No, claro que no. So I looked up the hostel. There was a hostel on Fifth Street. Yeah. And it was literally 30 seconds away from where my friends were staying, 30 seconds away from the bar. It was $30. I stayed there. I made a friend there who invited me to a comedy show that was being recorded for Netflix. Oh, so and I, you know, I was just kind of skeptical at first, like, why are you going to invite me? And turns out that the friend that she was going to go to Austin with backed out. So she had an extra ticket. She was like, it's free. It's being recorded for Netflix. As soon as she said Netflix, I was like, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Did was, you find yourself on the Netflix special? I, I don't think he's uh, uploaded yet. It's, oh, um, it, takes, it takes a while. Yeah. You're going to be there in the front row. Hey, what's up? <laughs> no, I, I was having the time of my life. We went to dinner before, actually. Had yeah. a whole, whole girl date with a stranger in Austin. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, so, uh, would you like if if someone were to uh, if, if you know if a woman, young woman like yourself, wanted to explore? Do you recommend exploring the U.S. first? Because some people like to get their feet wet, you know, before they make a big jump. Uh, would you recommend that? Um, yeah, I think so. Because you know, you you're at least in a country where you know, God forbid anything happen, you at least know that people can. Can make it there, and you know it's yeah. gonna, and you know the culture, you know the language, right? Um, but even then, like at least here, you know you have that safety net of like, if I really need somebody to come to me, like they'll be able to. They'll be here, yeah. They'll be here. Cause it's it's you know because it's not like a thirteen hour plane ride, right? So I think if somebody is you know thinking about it, they're a little bit worried. If there's a city, a big city in the U.S. that they want to go try out, I would recommend it. Stay at a hostel, a, a nice hostel, look up the reviews. I right. Think, I think I didn't really do that in Washington, D.C. So that's where I messed up. But Oh, uh-huh, yeah, you got to do your research. Yeah, so once you look up, you know, I, I look them up on Hostel World. Hostelworld.com. And yeah. yeah, I trust the, the reviews there. Once you look up that, you'll be able to see kind of the vibe if they have any um, get-togethers, which most of them do. Yeah. I've stayed in a hostel in New Orleans as well. And oh, wow. They had a pub I, I, crawl. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know a lot of you. I, I always forget that a lot of, like, you could get hostels anywhere. Um, yeah, my friend told me right before I was going, um, right before I was going, and this is a good tip for anyone who wants to travel. If you want to travel, hit up people that, that you've seen that have traveled. Let's get, get them advice. Yeah. <laughs> my friend traveled. He's traveled a lot. And I'm like, hey, wait, like, you know, any, any places you recommend? Yeah, he told me, check, just use Hostel World, wait. And I did, and I found, like, all these, like, every time before I would book a hostel, I would go there. And you could filter it out, like, they have, like, little ratings, like, if you want to party, if you want to yeah. isolate yourself, okay? So that's how I found it. Um, let me see, I had another question in the Another uh, tip for anybody that's wanting to stay in hostels, get a lock. I forgot. Oh, yeah. And so I had to buy one over there. It was more expensive, but get a lock because then even if they don't have lockers, you can at least lock your luggage. Pues yeah, ya que estamos hablando de um, things that you would have, if you, if you would, if you, things that you now know, but you didn't know, uh, what, what, what are those? What are those? Okay. <laughs> I think okay, so sorry. If I, I knew I started, now, yeah, or no, if, if I knew then, then, what I know now, no. what would I do differently? Yeah, yeah. what got are some it, of those? We're on the same wavelength right here. Uh huh. Um, so I think obviously the lock. Uh, I didn't really think about that. Uh, another thing is I went in there having planned everything because, like, every day I was like, all right, this I'm gonna do so and so, and I'm gonna book this tour. And it's going to be, it starts at seven in the morning, uh-huh. you get back at six or something like that, right? I wouldn't do that if I were to go back. Um, and that, maybe that's just me, you know, it works with different people, but it's just kind of like, what is your vibe when you're going over there? Like, are you trying to do the pub crawl scene and stuff like that? Because if you are, like, don't book a 7 a.m. outing oh, for the day after no. of a pub crawl. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> pro tip. <laughs> Plan or or plan out, you know, what nights and stick to that schedule because there was other nights where, you know, I was like, okay, for sure, n- tomorrow morning, I'm gonna go to this tour, so I can't go out tonight. But then we would meet somebody, like, you know, make friends and like, all right, I'll go to the pub crawl, and you know, and then yeah, mm-hmm. I would throw a tour that I didn't go on. I didn't go on two tours when I was over there. Oh my god! And um, we missed one too. Yeah, 
Um, another pro tip, if you miss a tour, I can't believe that this worked for me. I called to say like, hey, I was literally a minute late and the bus left. They're like, sorry, like we can't do a refund. We can't do refunds. We can only reschedule it. And, um, and I was like, well, can't I just cancel it? No, the cancellations need to be done for 24, 24 hours in advance. I was like, okay, well, can you just reschedule it? They're like, yeah, we can reschedule it for Friday. I'm like, perfect. Cause awesome. it, I think it was Tuesday at that point. I wasn't even going to be in the city yet on Friday. So they rescheduled it for me. And then maybe like 48 hours before the tour, I was like, hey, I'm calling to cancel. Uh, Refund. Hey, you're smart. That was smart. Thank you. Yeah. It only worked once from the two times that I missed it. But, you know, 50 /50. exactly. It's a 50 50 shot. And at least I got some more money for that uh, next day. So it was good. Yeah, no, I think I think definitely analyzing what kind of trip it's going to be will help you make uh, the decisions. I think I think you're right. I think you have to um, circle them back to doing your research. I think that's the most important thing you can do. And, you know, it's so easy now because all you got to do is go on Instagram, click the location, look at the type of posts you see there. Yeah. Even better now because there's a fucking TikTok. Like there were some places exactly. I found because of TikTok. Uh, in London, I think... Um, here I'll show you because this is this is really cool. I had seen a video on TikTok, and 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 this was gonna be my second time in London, uh, but I was looking. For, I, I saw this TikTok and I'm like, whoa! I never been there before. What the hell is that? And it's called uh, Neil's Yard Covent Garden, and I just like the picture there. Check that out. Okay. Oh, that does look really. It nice. looked nice. It was yeah. like a nice garden, and we got there, and obviously everything you see on 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 social media could be deceiving but this one was it was probably about 75 accurate there was really nothing to do there yeah. but luckily we found a little pizza shop there and we we ate it was called home slice yeah and uh we ate and we drank and it was a it was a good time that's really cool uh i so. will say though um so for those that do want to do the tours and you know they know they'll they'll be able to do that uh, you can still book those while you're over there. It's very easy to book. Mm -hmm. oh, every, um, so. You'll be surprised the power of the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and and for me, it was kind of just like, no, we got to book them in advance. So I think at least for me, um, I'm a much more like go with the flow type of traveler. Yeah. So if you're more of a go with the flow type of traveler, then I would recommend like waiting until you're there and booking. You know, you can still book the day before, two days before. Yeah. So let's 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 get into this uh you being alone there because you 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 were there you would go out and drink alone which I think that's yeah really 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 like ballsy but but you did it. I did. I did. You know, looking back on it I'm like, yeah, that was definitely ballsy, but I wouldn't trade that experience for really? anything. Um yeah. so it was my first night. Um you know, we did the whole 11 hours 12 hours of flying so my friend who went with me was understandably understandably tired and um it was my first night in ireland i was only going to be there for that night because then the next day i had to fly out to london uh -huh. um did both so, of y'all fly out to london or must do no i f i flew out a day before so i was in london for for about a day and, and a half by myself mm -hmm. before he caught up but because he was so tired and he actually had a tour the next morning he didn't want to do anything once we got there. I think we just got dinner and he wanted to go to sleep to prepare, which it's fair, you know, like mm. he didn't want to miss the tour. The but, me, but me, I was just like, well, I don't have to wake up that early tomorrow. Right. So I, um, I went downstairs. I was like, Hey, I heard you guys were doing a pub crawl. That's the first um, thing you see, like with that posters. Yeah. So I was like, I heard you guys were doing a pub crawl. Um, hey, I, I heard a hey, word on the street, word on the street, word on the wall. <laughs> this song. <laughs> Word on the wall is y'all are doing a pub crawl. Can I join? And they're like, oh, they actually left like an hour ago. They're like, but you know what? They keep a schedule. So at this time, you know what? Go to this bar. They'll be there in like 20 minutes. So if you get an Uber, you, you'll be there in 10. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I go over there. I meet like a bunch of cool people, have a great night. Actually didn't get any other contact information. So, um, Damn. you know didn't keep up with them but at least like that night was like amazing i got to see a bunch of different bars around um ireland and stuff so it was it was still good did you go to a temple temple bar so we flew into 
Dublin and then out of Dublin. So I was back in Dublin after two weeks of oh, being there. Okay. So on the last day, whenever I came back, that's when I did the brewery and the distilleries. Uh-huh. And we ended up at Temple Bar that's and a, in a, that area. So I, I went hard the last night. Yeah. The thing no I like, other way to do it. <laughs> the thing I liked about the Temple or the pub crawls is that whenever you find like a, like whenever I found a lit place, I'm like, Okay, so I have been to pub tour. I'm gonna yeah, like you. I wanna go here. I wanna go here. So and and so, you you're you're going on these pub tours. Uh, did like, like how did you prepare for that? Cause like I know I know when I go, uh, you know I always make sure that I have my wallet and, and my phone, find my friends. E, I I I try not to black out, but yes, always once once you're taking a you shower, when you're taking a drink. Yeah, you never know. You end up blacking out. Like, how how were you preparing for that? Were you pacing yourself? Yeah, uh, uh, definitely pacing myself more than I would here, just because you know you don't know at the end of the day like uh, who the people around you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more about like having fun, but also keeping in mind that hey, I'm in a different country, and I for sure have to watch my drink. Like, si lo dejo, vuelo año. Like, I'm not picking that back up. Because you know you never know. Yeah, like, you never people know. who are around that maybe know that that's a that's a place where people do pub crawls. Yeah. Um. So it was a lot of that. It was a lot of sticking just with the people in the hostels. So in the pub crawl group, uh, I didn't really talk to anybody outside of the the pub crawl, right? Because uh-huh. at least in the people that started the night with us, you knew that they were travelers as well. Okay. And then I also like would meet friends from my hostel and we would always make a little pack like hey we started together we met up with a bunch of other hostels but you know we're we're the little squad for tonight so we're gonna make sure that that we um, we get home we get home safe you know finding a battle buddy yeah unless you know sometimes algunos se pierde you know they (laughs) they meet someone you know algo así verdad but um, for the most part it was like all right you know where everybody's ending the night so um yeah and and i think I don't know. I don't know if we talked about this in my last episode, but yeah, there was certain times in in my um, in my hostel group where people I would go out with, uh, if they would leave, like I would just double check with them, like, "Hey, man, you sure you want to leave?" Or you know, if you're gonna go, Diane, but yeah. just, just making sure, because you know, you, you're right. Sometimes you do meet people out there, and you're like, oh, so, "Yeah, you know." Fuck you. Right? <laughs> yeah, at that point, like you, you know, you might not even be black out, but you're just like, yeah, I'm here, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I think, I think, I think if you if you find yourself in a situation like that, I think it's it's just letting someone know um, where you're at. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I actually shared my location um, with friends from hostels as well. So yeah, you know, it's just about being safe, of course, in any way that you can. Of course, um, and then. Was there was there any times you didn't feel safe uh, during your trip? Like was there was there times where you're like, no, I'm gonna wait, we go somewhere so, else. Um, yeah. So in Paris, I'm pretty sure I almost got kidnapped. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really scary. So I had actually been. I went to one of the malls with my friend. Uh, we had a thing like, oh, Paris, you know, well, before you go on Paris, I heard it can be sketchy. It, can be so okay so i'll tell you about the you know my situation where i think i almost got kidnapped and then i almost got stolen pickpocketed as well so i'll tell you from both but uh we were at the mall um in paris like we were trying to buy some piece of clothing or jewelry from each place but okay as soon as they end in fashion we could be like Uh oh i got this in paris or i got this you know that was our little i got it in paris you know just got in paris (laughs) got it in madrid um so anyways uh, we were shopping. I finished early and there was like a nice little outdoor patio and it was a nice day in Paris. So I told my friend like, hey, continue shopping. I'm just going to be outside. And like, I'm going to go chill outside and take in the sun for a bit. So I go sit out there and this guy starts talking to me in French. And literally all I know in French is like, je ne sais pas, je ne sais pas, which is I don't know. And then je ne parle pas français, which means oh. I don't speak French. <laughs> I learned that from taking a French class. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm repeating that and he keeps talking to me and I had a translator app on my phone for the trip. So another pro trip, you know, you can download translator apps. So I start typing on there like, hey, I don't speak French. And then 
he takes my phone and he's like, oh, like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Texas. He's like, oh, okay, like, um, like, how long are you here for? And then already I'm just like, well, why are you asking me? Like, yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, like, I've, I'm here for a couple more days. And then he starts asking me like, oh, well, who are you here with? Are you here by yourself? And immediately, I don't know, like, it's, I think it's the way that he's looking at me. I lie and I say, I'm here with my family. And they're like, oh, for real? Like, uh, how many of you guys? And I'm like, my parents, my brother, me. I was like, I'm actually here. And I was like typing this because at that point, like, I'm getting scared. I'm like, yeah, I'm here with my brother. He's actually just paying for something. So he, he's going to uh, come, come here in a bit and we're leaving because we're done. Um, our parents are waiting for us at, at a hotel. Yeah. And then like, he's like, oh, like, which hotel are y'all staying at? Is it close? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the, the hotel's five minutes away whatever right he's like oh well if you don't speak french like what do you speak and i'm like oh english and spanish and at that point i'm like i'm done with this conversation like i'm 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 starting to pack up right and then coincidentally this hispanic girl this hispanic lady comes and sits down next to me and starts talking to the guy in french for a bit and then she looks over to me and starts speaking to me in spanish and again it's like oh like who are you here with where are you guys staying? Like, where are you guys going? Mm. And all this stuff, right? And it was, I think it was just the fact, like, the vibe that I was getting from him. And then coincidentally, right after I say I speak Spanish, somebody comes and, like, speaks Spanish to me. And she was asking really, you know, very weird questions about, like, if you just met somebody, why would you want to know? Like yeah. yeah. And then after, you know, being there for like five minutes, I felt so uncomfortable that i was just like okay packing up my shit and i'm leaving and i'm leaving because like my friend had just said like oh i'm i'm outside i'm telling them like oh hey my brother's calling me um nice to meet you guys (laughs) whatever (laughs) bye um and i like run up the stairs and i look back and they're staring at me all the way to the second floor because you could kind of see the second floor and that's when I get my friend and i'm like we're leaving the fuck out of here and we're We're taking i was like we're taking a shit ton of like the subways, uh, the tubes. Um, so that was that was the first experience. And then again, in Paris, uh, I always carried a backpack, mm-hmm. and um, I was carrying it in in the back, which you know they always recommend that you wear it in the front so nobody can pickpocket you. So that was um, on me a little bit. But somebody tried to open up my bag and like take what's what was from inside. But thankfully, somebody that was right next to me was like, hey. Like, he's trying to pickpocket you. Like, he pointed him out, and as soon as he got pointed out, like, the guy left and, like, went to the other side of the train and just sat down. I guess, you know, trying to hope that, like, I wasn't going to do anything, but obviously, I don't even he know the language, you. right? So I was just glad that he hadn't picked he up anything. Yeah. And he only opened it, like, my passport was right there, too. Oh, So if he would have, yeah, if he would have taken it, uh, maybe I would still be in France. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, so those are the two times that I felt like completely nervous but i think it's about knowing your surroundings uh-huh. like uh immediately i could tell that this was a weird situation and trusting your gut and if your gut is telling you like this is a weird situation don't yeah. stay there run whatever you have to do lie don't tell them that you're there by yourself yeah never tell no one that yeah yeah and, and i know sometimes it can be hard because sometimes uh especially um you know stra- strangers or, or I guess other countries, you know, people are, are more, they're more intimate, even like friends intimate. Like yeah. when they meet you, they get a little bit closer. They, you know, they, they, they grab you by the side. Like, uh, uh, even in, in like so- Southern, like South America, like I heard they're like guys are really like more approachable, more handsy. You see, so it, yeah. ca- it can be hard sometimes, you know, but still, like, I think you're right. I think if you don't feel comfortable, you know, make that aware. Yeah. Leave just. Because at like the end of the day, yeah. and like you don't have to answer to anybody. Uh, if you don't feel uncomfortable, leave. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I never, I mean, girls weren't lining up to dance with me or, or meet me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, you know, got, got stuff like that. So, so to the next question, um, do you notice uh, female inequality uh, when you travel? Uh, or when when you, or when you traveled solo, uh, and do you feel that you get the same treatment opportunities as male travelers? 
I think it's what you make of it. Um, mm -hmm. I think the inequality comes from the culture that we grow up in. Um, being Hispanic, you know, growing up, guys normally have more liberty than, than girls, and I think that translates into traveling as well. Um, right. So just I think just the mindset that we grow up with is already an inequality even within ourselves, and sometimes we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. um, but then once you're out there, I think it's what you make of it. Uh, I think the opportunities are there for both men and women. You just have to, you know, as a woman, you do have to take a little bit of extra precautions, but I think that's also something that, that we grow up learning how to do, um, mm, you know? Right. Like being more self-aware whenever you're walking alone and stuff like that. And I think once, like if you're doing that already and you can, you know, be confident while being by yourself, then I think the opportunities are definitely there. It's just up to us as women to take those opportunities and run with them. Yeah, that's really good stuff. That's really good advice. Um, so uh, I got this last question here before we move to our closeout Q&A. But um, this next question I had is... Hit me with it, hit me with it. I'm ready. <laughs> how likely are you to travel again in the near future? And uh, what would you do differently? Like, are you still looking for the hostile vibes? Are you? What, what's up next for Gigi? So I really want to go back to Europe. Um, I fell in love over there um, with just the culture. Oh, I thought you were going to say guy. <laughs> I, got a, I got a guy waiting for me. Hey, nunca se sabe. Tal vez. Pues eso sí. Tal vez. But, um, no, I just fell in love with, like, how close everything is over there. Traveling over there was so much easier than right. traveling here. In two weeks, I was able to hit up four different countries. Um, or even then not even thinking about country wise, like four different cities and it was so easy where if I was going to do four different cities in the U S in two weeks, like that would be a lot more hectic and a lot more expensive. Yeah, and, they're, so, and they're like spread out more and yeah, exactly. over there is, everything's really close. Yeah. So I think I want to go back over there and I think at least for right now, I I do want to still do that hostile vibe because you know it's time. We're still young. Yeah. We're still young right now, so it's the time. Uh, I recommend for anybody if you've never done the hostile, and you know you're, um, it's a little bit harder for couples, I guess, to to do a hostile. Although you still have they, you do private rooms, so yeah, they, I always I recommend. Yeah, I was always I always recommend a private room. So I like in general, I'd recommend at least doing a hostile once or twice. And giving it a chance. Yeah, and please, please note that, uh, that that's what I wrote on my emails. Please note. Please note. Yeah. <laughs> no, but also like, please keep in mind that yeah. uh, there's women hostels, like all women hostels, or all guy hostels too. And I think there's even all gay hostels. Yeah. LGBTQ uh, friendly. So those are always good to keep in mind. Um, yeah, there's hostels for for all the needs, and even at a hostel, you can have the private. The all male, the all women, and then the co-ed mm -hmm. option. So it's just you about even, doing your research. You could even reserve, like, if you're going with a big group of people. The whole room. The whole room. Like, if there's eight of y'all, fuck, you get it. And the whole, the whole eight. Mom yeah. Skulls. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so so you're definitely thinking back back to Europe. Uh, would, was there, is there anything else that you would do differently? Like, um, maybe the places, maybe uh, I mean, the activities? I, so... I would not plan ahead and I would hopefully because I didn't plan ahead be able to do more activities. Uh -huh. uh, but that's just, you know, again, going back to I'm like way more go with the flow. So I think for me, if I were to go over there, if I had gone to Europe without presetting the day tours, I would have at least been able to go on, you know, one or yeah. two more because I would have planned it better once I got there and been like, oh, this is the vibe for tonight. I'm not going to plan anything for tomorrow, you know? Right. So I think um, I'll do that differently. And then um, more museums. I, di I didn't do too many, like, of the oh, yeah, yeah. museums and stuff. But I, I think I I fell in love with, like, the art museum in Madrid uh -huh. that I did go to. And I think I would want to do that. And at least, is it you know. The, is it the pod, pod, uh, a Padro? Pod, pod, pod? Might be somewhere else. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but 
I think I would do at least one or two museums in each city. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit more of the like the history and and the culture aspect. So I think this last time I had just graduated college, so I don't think anybody can blame me when I say that I did like the bar scene and the party scene. I I did that for my birthday. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's the kind of vibe that you go on that trip with, and I yeah. went as a celebratory vibe, so I did get that celebration um, aspect, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Don't regret it. But this next time, like, if I were to go back, I would maybe have more of a balance yeah. between the two. Because the last time I went to Europe, I, I went for my birthday, and I was birthday mood for 10 days. Like, As every night I was blacking out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm blacking out. But Browning out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding, I have, unless I, you're not. <laughs> unless. No, but every night I was drinking, for yeah. sure. And every morning I was waking up hungover. Uh, it sucked a little bit because my friend, it was his first time in Europe, D-Flo, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I told him, I'm like, I, the first time I went to Europe was when I studied abroad in Florence and I already did the museum. I already seen a lot of the art that I need to see. I already, I saw all that way. I just want to go, ponerme una peda, estar bien peda, toda madre. And yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do yeah and and he's like okay fuck it i'm down it's your birthday i'll do whatever you want although we did have one day that i gave him it was called Flow day he's That's mad nice. about it <laughs> he's That's mad nice. about it because i took over <laughs> <laughs> see i feel like this is gonna start a whole little a little argument once he yeah, hears he's this. gonna hear this he's gonna be like Motherfucker. he's like i forgot about it until right now yeah no no he actually he hasn't he brings it up like <laughs> um but yeah okay cool cool uh Let's move on to the closing Q&A. So this is just five questions that I ask all my, my podcast uh, guests. Uh, really simple questions. Open to any interpretation, however you want to take it. Uh, but let's start with this question. Question number one is, what was the worst job you ever had and why? I was a sales representative for a call center oh. for a home warranty company. So nobody ever calls a home warranty company when they're happy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I dealt with a lot of angry customers for a summer. It was, I think it was one of my first, like, full-time, fully paid jobs. And, um, yeah, day in, day out, I had angry customers calling. It was a summer job, so a lot of ACs are breaking down. People are not happy in the Houston heat without an AC. And it was my job to see if whatever part was broken was going to be covered by the warranty. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of the times it wasn't. So I got some very angry customers, had to hang up on some people that were cursing me out. It gets put in the notes, by the way, guys. If you guys ever curse out a, <laughs> a call center person, it gets put in the notes. Everybody knows that you curse somebody out. Because then I would transfer them over to my manager and they were the nicest people in the world. Mm-hmm. But the manager knew. He knows. Everybody knows. It gets put in your <laughs> file. Just an FYI. Yeah, I gotta remember that for next time. I actually, I never curse people. See, out. and I worked there with my best friend. Whenever he would get, uh, like a very angry customer, a disrespectful customer, he would put them on hold and then go to the restroom or get something. So you know, just be nice you to call nice, yeah. yeah, be be it's nice. Not their fault. So they're trying to help you out. Exactly. Okay. Um, question number two is what is your favorite meal to cook and why? Spaghetti, because it's easy. Mm. And I like pasta. And, mm. you know, it makes for a, for a good reheatable meal as well. Yeah, you get, it, it has like multiple, like it could be for dinner. Yeah, lunch. lunch. Bucket, breakfast. Have you ever had a spaghetti taco? I have not. <laughs> Crunchy taco? Yeah, you grab this shit, you put nah, the leftover spaghetti. That's not, see, sounds like you like Taco Bell. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not that bad. No, I'm kidding. It's, uh, it's they had it on iCarly, no? I think. Oh, yeah, they did. I think that's, that's, where where I, that's, I think that's where I remember it from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spaghetti taco. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, so let, let's say you're independently wealthy. You don't have to work, you know, all your bills are paid, rent's paid, all. Um, what would you do with your time? I would really like to work um, with different nonprofits, mm. you know, um, 
and then nonprofits around the world, right? So you could get that travel science right. and stuff, but then also making a difference in different people's lives. Yeah. And all types of nonprofits, you know, for everybody. So you, you can help around the world while also getting to experience. Is, it, is there any specific, uh, is there like a nonprofit that we've, that you like or that? So I would really like to volunteer in like nonprofits for uh, senior citizens oh. and then um, like anything related to to cancer patients and, and orphans, you know, you know, from both sides of the like younger people and right. then, like older people. Cause I feel like sometimes like the older people, they get, get forgotten. Yeah, get forgotten. Yeah. Um, so different stuff like that. Um, and in any way that I would be able to help, I would love to, to do that. That's really nice of you. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, it's funny though, because everyone says travel on this one. Like, which one? Are you? Oh, the travel the, part. Well, see, it's a little bit of both. Like, yeah, you get both of both worlds. So yeah. I've, I've got a different one. So I actually had one that said, "Nope, I'll stay home and invest uh, everything I can in uh, see, stocks." But I can, because then you don't even get to experience stuff. <laughs> I asked him. I'm like, "Is uh, <laughs> my friend, uh, my friend Mark MV?" I was like, you, should, you, you want to travel? He's like, no, I don't need to see anything. <laughs> no, see, I'm like, okay. just like, what good is the money if it's not for experiencing new things? Yeah. That's at least my point of view. Right. No shade to anybody else. That's <laughs> just me. No, no, no. Of course, of course. I, I, I don't know what I would do. I forgot what I said in the pilot episode. But anyways, um, so who is someone you look up to and why? So I really look up to my siblings, and it's for different reasons. Um, I look up to my sister because my older sister because she's very I didn't know you had a sister. I yeah. Thought... I haven't I have an older brother and an older sister and then um another older sister figure. Wow. So, so three in total. Um but my older sister I look up to her because she's very like self confident and very professional, very sure of herself, and she knows how to advance in her career. And, you know, she's she's that person that plans ahead. Mm-hmm. So I look up to her because, you know, she's always doing what's best for her, and she has a lot of that self-control and self-determination. Um, My brother, he, you know, also has self-control, self-determination, and everything. But he's just so fun like he can make anything super fun and you know he has this charisma about himself that like growing up I always admired and I always looked up to as well mm-hmm. he can make a joke out of anything and he can stay positive through anything so I look up to that always yeah, that's a good quality huh? yeah hard. and then my older sister figure you know she's not blood but you know she's family and she's an older sister to me her it's her service to to others Mm. like she like for her people she will do anything and everything and she'll be there for you and she's that person that like i couldn't really tell my brother and my sister secrets but i could definitely tell her secrets and like i knew that like you know she would keep them but then also like i always knew that um if i ever needed her she would be right there and that's how she is with everybody so i think all those three like aspects is something that like I looked up to and I tried to model in myself. That's that's really cool. So not one role model, but role three, models. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so we're we're down to the last question, and um, this is a tough one. No, nah, it's not that tough. A ver, a ver. <laughs> Hit me with it. <laughs> so what is uh, uh you know what book or movie or podcast have you read or seen recently? Would you recommend it and why? The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Mm. It's a book that I read throughout this quarantine. It's a lot to do about finding your purpose and like if you have that purpose, fulfilling it. It's, you know, it's a fiction book, but it makes you reflect on yourself and like what you want to accomplish in life and not being afraid to, to do that. You know, and like I said, it's fiction, but you get some real world um, 
knowledge out of it and some real world introspection and you get to kind of think about like what if he's if his goal is what it is in the book like what is your goal in real life wow that's a good one yeah what about on netflix or what are you watching right now i just finished watching queen's gambit did you like it i really did I, i recommend it and her as well. It's like, <laughs> you know, fulfilling her purpose in life and going through the ups and downs of, of doing that and coming out stronger. That's at good. At the end, so. I just, uh, I just finished watching Club de Cuervos. All Such a funny show. I have cried laughing so much in that one. It's, it's hella funny. Uh, have you, have you, you watched it all? What season is it on right now? Uh, it, it finished on four. Okay, yeah, I've watched that one. They have like a little few spinoffs, but man, they got that last season got intense. It got intense, but oh my god, super intense. So funny too. Oh my god, drama left and right. I'm like, no mom. And I kind of started thinking, like, man, like that's how uh, soap operas are, like the Mexican novelas and stuff. Yeah, like all intense. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like I feel like I was my mom because like. I was on this. Yeah, we grew up, you know, I mean, I grew up watching novelas, so, like, that kind of stuff is just, like, childhood all over again. You know, now that you mentioned that, like, I, I wonder how different, because there's not a lot of Netflix uh, series of, like, because the series is different from a novela. Una serie is yeah. shorter, I feel, more compact, but a novela is, like, you watch that shit for a year. Maybe yeah. two, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, because, you know, sometimes they would come out, like, only once a week. And so, I estabas por todo el año. Yeah, and stuff like crazy? That, or six months every day. I wonder how Netflix is trying to adjust to that. Uh. Yeah, well, I think, you know, people's, like, uh, time span of, like, how much they pay it's attention shorted. to something is shorter. So, yeah. that's something that they're doing. Where back in the day, it was kind of like every night, like, you'd be home and, you know, you'd be watching yeah. tv at the same time whereas here it's like i can watch it whenever i want right right and then and so i finished club the quotables and before i watched club the quotables i i started it because i was on apple tv and i and i think i mentioned this in my last podcast i started watching ted lasso uh on apple tv which is about a uh football coach oh an american football coach d2 college goes and gets hired to coach a football team soccer football team in the premier league in england mm-hmm. i think it's in london and and it's you know it tells a story about the ownership and the coach and the head similar to club de cuervos so that's why i finished that one in two days yeah and then i'm like fuck like i'm all, I'm, I'm all on this hype now the soccer hype like you know i got my jerseys coming <laughs> in <laughs> no i i literally did the same thing but with narcos there was narcos. a time in college i haven't seen season three See, no, so I watched Narcos, and then I started watching La Reina del Sur, and then, like, all of the spinoff shows from Narcos, yeah. and, like, all this other stuff. In college, I was like, man, I'm just going to be become a narco. Like, that's <laughs> it. Why do I need this accounting degree, you know? I, I was just saying how I want to own a club. Like, exactly. Like, a soccer club now. See, that's healthier than watching narcos and wanting to you're an accountant that might come in handy it might you know i also watch ozark money laundering whoa i would would never if any fbi agent is (laughs) listening anybody from chevron i would never it's all a joke (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding um okay Gigi, this concludes our episode thank you so much for having me here and uh in your terrace it's really nice it's starting to get cold actually i got my sweater yeah um it was a pleasure Thank you. Thank you for the beers. Yeah. Any last shout outs before uh, before it ends? Uh, shout out to my family. Shout out to God. Uh, shout out to the old me. <laughs> shout out to the future me. <laughs> That's great. I like that. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we're out. Bye, guys.